Welcome to Layers of Film, the show where mediocre people discuss masterful films the first Monday of each month. I am your host, Austin Killian, joined by my co-host, Big T. Big T, outside of the things that we've already talked about before the show, <laughs> what's new in your life? What is new in my life? I joined a writing community. Oh, nice. So that's exciting. Yeah. That was one of your goals, right? It was, yeah. My goals were to find a writing community and get involved in the like the local community. And I've done both of those things. I nice. am starting a writing class next month. Mm. It'll be when this episode airs, I'll have had my first class. And I'm joining a mutual aid group. I'm helping do some volunteer work with them. That starts tomorrow. So, yeah. Whoa. That's a lot. That's making it's me stressed that out. That sounds like a no, lot. <laughs> it's not really. It's like an hour a week. So okay. <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think maybe I'm just coming in with my, my father brain, you know, where it's like, there's no way I could do any of that. <laughs> no, it's the- really not. It's like, <laughs> okay. they're very like low level commitments. So, okay. <laughs> not yeah. too bad. Don't, right. don't be worried for me. It's, it's okay. Okay. I believe in you. I, that's cool, though. I'm excited that you actually you already got one of your goals accomplished. Them, yeah. yeah. Love that stuff. Well, we'll see. Maybe the next time we meet, I'll be in tears. And be like, My life's <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> we'll hear all, all about it. I'm excited. No, that's yeah. cool, though. Yeah, I'm excited for you. That's or maybe I'll be too cool nice. and too busy for this podcast. Oh. Catch me on my other podcast. <laughs> it's all right. It's all- <laughs> That's trademarked, by the way. You can't steal that. I could... It, okay, all right. I'll I'll find a new co-host. No big deal. Rude. You're easily replaceable, Big T. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just have a conversation with the Chat GT or whatever it is. Oh yeah, what is that? My brother told me about that. Like what? Like you could just talk to uh, AI. It's some AI thing that can do stuff, and the singularity is upon us. That's all I know. What in the world? Yeah, I didn't. I I have never heard about it until he brought that up and you just brought that up. So interesting. AI, it's gonna take over the world, and I'm still gonna have to work a forty hour a week job somehow. Does it cost money to use? I don't think so. I think it's free. Nice. All right, I'll cancel my BetterHelp uh, <laughs> <laughs> thing and I'll start talking to the chat ai that would be so funny just treat it like a therapist <laughs> i wonder how i wonder how well that would actually work i'll i'll report if i ever actually do it i'll report next that'd be next so funny time. you come back and you're like oh, i'm my problems me. are cured they're all cured <laughs> we're all good everything's good it told me to smoke a bunch of weed and i am all set <laughs> oh, man. how about you anything new or fun or exciting no i just live in life there's a there's a show that just came on HBO. I don't know if you've heard about it at all. The Last of Us. I have heard of it. I was going. It was a book first, right? No, it was a video game first. The, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I the first episode just came on. What it's Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. So two days ago, pretty good. You liked it? I did like it because it's it's zombie, right? Yeah, like in a way, like basically zombies. Yeah, I think. Because The Last of Us came out when, like, when did it come out? 2012, 2011, something like that? But it, I don't know. It came out back in, like, 2013 or something like that. And uh, it's kind of like zombies, but it's actually, it's a virus that actually happens, I think, in ants and or maybe other insects. And it kind of goes into that at the beginning of the 
uh, the first episode of this as well, and also the beginning of the video game. But it just kind of gives a brief explanation on how just, it's a it's a fungus type of like virus, fungus based zombie things freak me out. Oh, so you're not going to watch this show? <laughs> no, I will, but they oh, just really? make me very uncomfortable because yeah. how they like occur in nature currently. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. like they're so, a real thing, just on a smaller level. Exactly. So that's that's the whole thing is is like they're kind of talking about it at at the beginning of the show back in like the 70s or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the time period was, but just saying like this is already something that happens in ants and like other insects and it just kind of takes control of your brain and bends you to its will basically and and makes you like that. And if it ever shot over to humans, like you're done for. Like like we're all just gonna basically yeah turn into zombies it's interesting though because what i love about the video game it's a great video game by the way i know you have an xbox if you ever if you ever bought like a playstation you should absolutely play this game because it's one of the greatest of all time. it's probably too scary for me yeah that's true it is (laughs) what what i love about it is i think there's another called the road the book or or the movie if you've ever seen that MacArthur. yeah mccarthy MacArthur. i don't know anyway like in that book, like it's it's about like a post apocalyptic world, not zombies, but just like obviously something happened and most everyone died, and obviously that focuses more on like humanity and like what that kind of shift has people like treat each other, like you know they kind of lose themselves, they become completely different people. Anyway, so it just focuses on that, and then the video game, The Last of Us, like you have enemies that are humans and you have enemies that are the 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 fungus like clickers that's like one of the names of the things and runners and blah 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 so like there's just like there's like the zombie type of enemies there's humans and you're just kind of having to fight both all the time yeah because they're just terrible all around basically like there's no everything's gray at that point like there's no justice system like everyone's just out for themselves and whatever yeah and then also like there's like different evolutions of the zombies and and so the first one's like the runner, then it's clickers, and then it's like bloaters or something like that. And it kind of varies by how long they've been um, infected. And so in the video game, I don't know if they'll do this in the in the TV show. We haven't seen any of it yet in this first episode, really. But the runners, the first like part of it, they you can if you just kind of sit there, they don't know that you're there sometimes. Mm. And if you just kind of sit there in the video game, you can hear them like crying, like they're sobbing because they know they're totally messed up and they can't, but they can't help it. Like they just, they have to. And at least that's what I remember. I don't know. It's been a while since I played it, but I just loved that whole concept of just like, yeah. they know that they, they can't help it. And they're just so sad. And like, that sounds like me in the office. Just <laughs> <laughs> just quietly cursed. weeping, knowing that, <laughs> I can't help it. I'm stuck here. All your coworkers like, oh, Big T's back at it again. Jeez. You just leave. <laughs> Everyone just puts on their soundproof headphones. Yeah. They roll um, their eyes at each other. No, I have heard really good things about the video game. And yes. then I was, I heard that they were producing a TV show for it a while ago. So I do. It's on my list of things to watch. Yeah. But there's a really good book. I know you're not like a big reader. But mm-hmm. if you ever do want to read a book like this, it's called The Genius Plague by I think David Walton and it explores okay. that concept of like a uh, fungus based zombie thing mm-hmm. they're not really zombies but yeah. like they they're humans that don't have control over their bodies anymore but it's really cool because like it talks 
it sort of goes into the biology of fungi and how lots of mushrooms and fungus are like one unit still. And like all of these humans mm. that are infected are like a hive mind of right. each other kind of. So it's really, really well done. I really enjoyed Ooh, it. That's creepy. I mean, that's probably one of the sources of inspiration, I bet, for the video yeah. game. But it's super creepy and makes me very uncomfortable, but in like a fun way to explore because it's not real. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, super cool. First episode was great. A uh, couple of things that they probably could have done better, but overall, I mean, it's cool because like the the director of or the writer slash director of the whole series or of the HBO show was the guy who did Chernobyl, which is oh, awesome. If you've ever seen that, too. very good. And so when this got announced and he was attached to it, I was pretty excited. And then on top of that, the one of the co-directors of the video game was working right alongside him the whole time. That's so they're cool. like co yeah, co-writers and stuff like that basically the whole time. And also the the guy's name is like Craig Mazin or Mazin or something like that. That's the dude um that did Chernobyl and uh, he's like a huge video game nerd as well. So That's it was fun. just like yeah, it's just like this perfect passion project by someone who's actually really good at doing this stuff instead yeah. of like Mortal Kombat, the movie that just came out. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you and know it's what just I mean? like a cash grab kind of. Exactly. It's yeah. like, let's actually make this good. So super excited about the rest of it. It's like airing every Sunday night. Well, I'll have to, I'll, I, I want to watch it. I just feel like there's so much TV to watch, but we're kind yeah. of going into the end of a lot of series right now, you know? So yeah. maybe I'll have to put that on my list i just need shorter tv shows i have a lot of like hour-long tv shows and i need shorter stuff to watch yeah this one the first episode is like an hour and a half long so so long it's not two hours though that's good but it's a tv show (laughs) yeah but it's it's a it's a is it a miniseries i think they'll do a second season i don't know anyway speaking of tv shows did you watch kaleidoscope on netflix no have you heard of kaleidoscope I have. It's actually one of the actors in the, in this movie mm-hmm. is is in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Giancarlo Esposito, I think, is his is name. Is that how you say his name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know yeah. if that's right. I'm going off of the Google search I did yesterday. Giancarlo. Yeah. I just I was curious if you'd watched it because you're like super into heist movies, so I wasn't really sure if you'd. Seen I'm not that. like super. I just love. You're a nerd. Ocean's you're Eleven. A heist nerd. It's okay. <laughs> No, that's not true. Because <laughs> I don't like the Italian. You're job. obsessed. Austin. Oh, you're the worst. All right, I know what you're doing. There's a giant Ocean's Eleven poster behind you. What are you talking about? Get out of here. You're wearing a T-shirt that says Ocean's Eleven. Get out of here. With a giant tattoo across your forehead that says Danny's boy. <laughs> Is that his name? Dan, Dan, yeah, Danny Dan, Ocean. Right? Daniel yeah, Ocean. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a. I couldn't remember, but I went. That was one of my favorite episodes that we've recorded together. The one that I wasn't in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's why it was so good. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) No, I should check it out, though, because I keep seeing ads for it. Um, Um, It wasn't great. Okay. I won't check it out, then. Yeah, it was. I think it leaned too heavily on, like, the whole, you can watch it in any order. Oh, uh, Idea, which is a cool concept. I like the idea of that. And it works out, like, theoretically, but... I think that they they used that device to obscure some really big plot holes. Oh, <laughs> like, interesting. Like, he... I won't spoil it, but, like, if you watch it in the correct order, you would be like, um, this doesn't make sense. Like, this, this wouldn't really be able to happen oh. because 
he would get arrested like immediately, you know? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. There was another movie or there was a movie called Deja Vu, I think with Denzel Washington Mm -hmm. and Forrest Whitaker. I wasn't really a fan of that because I just felt like I kept watching the same thing. I mean, it's obviously from, or no, what did I call it? Deja Vu. Was it Deja Vu or Vantage Point? I think it was Vantage Point. Deja Vu does have Denzel Washington in it, I think. But I think you're thinking about Vantage Point. I think it is like Vantage eight Point. Different, it's like eight different <laughs> yeah. stories or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't really like that movie because, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> because it just keeps going over the same thing. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's that ADHD. You're like, I've seen this once. I need something new. Yeah. Like, I know it's someone else's perspective, but still, like, come, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one thing that was kind of cool about Kaleidoscope was, like, they have certain callbacks to different episodes that if you're paying attention, you're okay. like, oh, that's, like, foreshadowing or, like, that's a callback to another episode or whatever. Mm. So, it's kind of cool. Okay. But, honestly, yeah, it wasn't that great. Okay. Well... I, there's too many great things that I have to watch. I probably won't get to it then. <laughs> yeah. Still got to watch like The Last Kingdom, finish Game of Thrones. I got too much to watch. I got to watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> get out of here with that nonsense. Just kidding. No, there's just a lot of good TV out there and a lot of not good TV out there. I still need to finish the last se- or I need to watch the last season of Better Call Saul whenever that comes to Netflix. Mm. Never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. That's upsetting. <laughs> That's okay though. Breaking Sad. If you don't know it, then you you don't you're not missing out on anything because you don't know what you're missing out on. But at the same time, it's one of the greatest shows of all time, for sure. I'll take your word on that. All right, (laughs) let's get into the episode. Before we do that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. If you want to rate and review the show, it helps with discovery and gets the word out right into the show, layersoffilmpod at gmail.com to be part of the discussion. And of course, if you haven't seen the film yet, we are going to be diving into spoilers right away. So if you don't want anything spoiled for you, go ahead and press pause on the show, watch the movie, get back into it, or watch a synopsis, whatever you want. If if that's how you <laughs> read the Wikipedia entry, yeah, because we we don't really provide a synopsis. We just start talking, even sometimes right at the end of the movie, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the way it goes here. But with all that out of the way, let's get into the film introduction. We are of course covering the usual subs, Ugh. the usual sp- suspects. No, let's try that one more time. <laughs> we are covering the usual suspects. Released August 16th, 1995, here is the synopsis. A sole survivor tells of the twisty events leading up to a horrific gun battle on a boat, which began when five criminals met at a seemingly random police lineup. Directed by Brian Singer, written by Christopher McCary, composed by John Ottman, also edited by John Ottman. Big actors were Kevin Spacey, Gabriel Byrne, Byrne, Chaz Palminteri and many more. Budget of $6 million. Box office earnings was $67 million. And it is streaming on Showtime as we speak. Or if you're like me and my wife, you can find it on YouTube. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, nice. she she pulled it up for us when we watched it. <laughs> and like 10 minutes into it, I was like, this quality doesn't seem great. And I was like, I think it might just be because it's a 95 movie. 
And then I paused it and I was like, yeah, this is a YouTube <laughs> oh, version. Oh, gotcha. Nice. So that's what I did. $67 million, though. Good on them. Yeah, that's like over 10 times what it cost to film it. Yeah. Yeah. To make it. Good stuff. That's a win. Big T. What did you think about the movie? This is your first time watching whoa, it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, this is my first time watching it. Yeah. I could ask you that question first because I chose this movie. So, oh, yeah. Maybe I should stop Austin, doing that. <laughs> what did you think of it? It was a fun watch. I don't need to watch it again. I think that there was really good writing and good performances that were led by a uh, inexperienced director at the time. I think that's what it really comes down to, because I feel like the shots probably could have been done better. Maybe some of the direction could have been done better. I think the editing was a little odd. The music, to me, sucked. I wasn't really a big fan of the music. I agree. It was kind of cheesy at times. Yeah, especially right at the very beginning with the uh, title credits. I'm just like, I mean, it's 1995, I guess, maybe. But as it went on, it's like, no, this is just bad. (laughs) This just isn't great music. That's okay, though. And I think, because uh, I watched a little bit of like behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, and John Ottman, who composed it, this was like his first gig. It's also funny that he was like the editor. It's like it was someone who wasn't a good editor and wasn't a good like composer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so that's the funny thing, because he had worked with Brian Singer. This was one of Brian Singer's like first films, so he didn't really have a lot of experience and John Ottman was editing it. And then I, I guess, uh, according to the video that I watched, they were supposed to have a completely different composer, but he dropped out. And John Ottman's just like, I've been messing around with music. Like, just use me. You're I did some a- composing in high school. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you, your back is up against the wall. You should just use me. And so they went ahead and... That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, it shows, in my and opinion. And you can tell that, you can, yeah. Yeah, you hear like the oboe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, just for me, like you, you hear like the musicians like whispering under their breath in the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> this score fucking sucks. <laughs> this is terrible. No, but like uh, he did his best. I don't know. It just sounded pretty fake to me. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I don't. I know. I think the part where because I, I don't normally pay attention to music, but the part that really got me was the music and the editing and sort of camera scenes in general of like the part where. Kevin Spacey is talking about Kaiser Soze killing his family and stuff. Oh, yeah. And just like the music was like, pow, pow, cha-cha. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I feel like I'm watching like a Western. Like, this is not good. They had good ingredients, though. That that was the problem. They just didn't like execute on it well. They didn't play it well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, the acting was pretty good most kind of all all the way around and the story was pretty cool like i i liked the story i thought it was fun but it was really it's a movie that's trapped in 1995 for sure you know yeah, for sure and brian singer is pretty famous now right yeah so here's the thing i i i think i said after we had gotten done recording last time just like oh a movie with kevin spacey interesting i'm surprised you chose a movie with kevin spacey now, obviously, if you don't know anything about Kevin Spacey, he's he's been accused, and I think it's gone to like, I don't or not or what is it? Um, there's been, been like allegations. Charged. Yeah, yeah. Or, I don't know if he's been charged, but it's been like, yeah, pretty much proven from like sexual assault and stuff like that. Or maybe not Kevin Spacey. Was it Kevin Spacey? Was it sexual assault or on a minor? I think I think Kevin Spacey sexually assaulted. 
A minor, yeah. Okay. Or I don't know if it was a minor, but somebody that he was like he had power over. Oh, interesting. I just I I know that some of the stuff around it is that nothing ever really came out of it because the person who accused him, then they were supposed to go to trial or whatever. He ended up passing away before. Interesting. And so Kevin Spacey is, I guess, just in the clear. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Kaiser Soze, indeed. Kaiser Soze, indeed. But then I, I didn't realize uh, that this movie was, until I was putting the notes together, I didn't realize that it was directed by Brian Singer, who's also been accused of oh. quite a few things See, <laughs> at I, multiple periods of his career. I do not pay enough attention. I guess. My bad, everyone. My bad. So if you were unable to watch this movie because you just could do it, that's okay. Uh, totally understandable. I mean, there is the question of like being able to separate the art from the artist. Uh, I think it's a case by case basis of what you're able to do. Like, I can't watch the Cosby Show ever again, which is a huge bummer for me. Like, I loved that show, but I can't separate the art from the artist. This one's a little more gray for me. I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't be. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I wasn't really... I was like vaguely... I think when I chose this, I didn't even know that Kevin Spacey was in this. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, yeah, I just... I don't pay attention. So that's probably my bad. I should make more educated decisions, but... Too late now. <laughs> it is what it is. We were locked in contractually yeah. to the episode. Hey, if you don't... Yeah, if you don't want to... If you hadn't watched the movie already and... It'll just listen to us talk about it then, I suppose. <laughs> Instead of watching it if you can't you if you can't separate the art from the artist. Uh anyway, I I talked about what I felt about the movie. What'd you think about it? Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like it was definitely an entertaining concept. I like this idea because I'm very much like a murder mystery fan. And so it was, it kind of was like an Agatha Christie novel mixed with a crime thriller, you know, like, oh, there are five people in the room and they're forced to do this one thing. And then they each kind of end up dying one by one. And mm. one of them might be the killer. One might not be, the, you know, so I really yeah. like that concept of it, but I agree with you. Not really worth a second watch. Also, I think we'll talk about this, but you were talking about how it was sort of stuck in the 90s with the editing and the music and stuff. Yeah. There's like also a lot of ableism in this movie that is, I feel like even for the 90s, I'm like, somebody should have caught this. Like, this is not okay. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I like the concept. Not really. This is more of like a Wikipedia read than it is watch again. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <sighs> Maybe let's get into the, like just some interesting things about it, I guess. So I didn't know anything about the movie going into it really at all. And when the first scene shows up and you have Keaton, right? That's his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, smoking a cigarette and trying to light the boat on fire. I don't really know. After watching the film, I don't know what the trying to light the boat on fire was for. <laughs> I don't think it really mattered. And then... There's, you know, someone pees on the the little stream of fire that's going on. And obviously it's like this hooded, or not hooded, but like this figure that you're not supposed to know who it is. And he's like, oh, Kaiser. Right from then, I'm like, oh, I got the rest of the movie to figure out who Kaiser is. You know what I mean? Because obviously he was working with someone and that person betrayed them, you know, in some way. I'm like, who's who's Kaiser? Is Did you feel that way when you were watching the film? Well, had you heard of Kaiser Soze at all? 
No. Like before this. Oh, see, I feel like I've the reason that I kind of chose this was because I maybe this is because I just watch a lot of like murder mystery stuff or read a lot of it. Okay. Or like follow subreddits. But I always hear this reference to Oak. It's a Kaiser Soze like. Oh, interesting. You know, a Kaiser Soze figure. And I never knew what that meant. I was like, this doesn't mean anything to me. So I kind of knew going in that that's the point of the usual suspects is you're like a big mystery to it is like who's Kaiser Soze and then obviously they explore what that means but yeah I knew that like a big part of it was like Kaiser Soze is you're sort of trying to figure it out so did you already know who it was before going I didn't I didn't know I hadn't like read a spoiler of who it was I feel like it was really obvious to me yeah um who it was but yeah. yeah I didn't know going into it who it was when, when did you, like, was it just immediately like you just knew who it was? Or when, when was the point where you figured out that it was verbal? Um, honestly, it was pretty early on. Yeah. Because, and again, this is sort of like going into the ableist thing. I feel like watching this movie in 2023 now, the production team really leans into like, oh, verbal you know, has a physical disability. And so he's like so stupid and he can't do anything and he's not competent at all. Like they lean into it so much that I'm like, to me, it was like, they're trying to make us think that he's so incompetent because the big reveal is going to be like, Oh, verbal's actually not incompetent. He's, you know, right. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it was, they were just leaning into that too hard. And I think that that's kind of where a lot of the ableism for me comes in because Mm -hmm. they're like using a physical disability as like a cinematic device in a really, really offensive way. I think. Interesting. I, yeah, maybe I don't see it too much that way because like, obviously it's just, it's a bad, it's a terrible man who's who like in my head, like it's the terrible man that's using you know, that in a really offensive way. But so it makes sense for him to do that. Like he's a terrible man. It makes sense for him to do something not good (laughs) in order Mm -hmm. to further his agenda. But yeah, for me, it was, it was pretty early on that. I mean, at at first I'm like, Oh, it's probably Kevin Spacey's character because yeah, he's like the most famous. He's the, yeah, he's probably the top build cast member on this, you know, list yeah so it's probably gonna be him why would why would he not be the the main you know antagonist but then then i like threw myself off because one of the characters names is um hockney right which sort of sounds like hockey and and one of the things that i noticed at the beginning on the boat was there's like these two pipes and one of the pipes like was angled at the very end and looked like a hockey stick <laughs> and i was like oh maybe it's it's freaking <laughs> i think you are giving way too much credit to the production team here oh <laughs> well, yeah and and then also i was trying to think of because the the voice of kaiser soze was you know pretty like calm and you know kind of lower and stuff like that and Hockney, like at the beginning of the film, almost sounded like, you know, just kind of a more like level headed person, at least for a little bit, you know, especially when he's getting like, uh, like the cops are on him or whatever. And he's just like super chill. He's just like, all right, blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of comes up. And I'm like, oh, like maybe it could be him. And then I, I don't remember exactly. I know at some point, Verbal is talking to the detective dude, uh, whatever his name is. I don't remember. Kujan? Kuyan? Yeah. And, uh, saying something about how he was dehydrated so much one time that his his urine was kind of like jelly or something like that. It was like really thick. 
And um, and I remembered from the beginning of the film when the person's peeing on the thing, I, there was a thought in my head of like, that seems really weird. Like, that pee does not seem normal. That's a really <laughs> thick stream. That's a really thick stream. And so in my head, I'm like, oh, there it is. Like, that. now I know. Like, I figured it out or whatever. That's so funny. And then I was also, and then obviously, like, yeah, they were going so heavy on him being incapable most likely because because they they make it a point at the beginning of the film to show the person's legs and walking normal yeah i'm like okay so this is they're like trying so hard to throw you off that it's yeah becomes super obvious yeah from that one point on in that like that interview i guess with the detective not really interrogation i don't really know but like that that's when i was like okay it's probably kevin spacey and then as things yeah. went on i'm like yeah it's definitely kevin spacey <laughs> yeah that's like one of my the tropes in murder mystery mystery stuff i don't like is when the writer or whoever it is is trying to quote unquote turn you away from a character and they do that by being like Johnny is the most trusted, beloved person I've ever met. And I'm like, okay, that's the bad guy, you know? <laughs> right. Like the moment that they like take time to just talk about how great this person is or how incompetent this person is, you know that that's always the suspect. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I am giving too much credit because then I was thinking about it. Oh, maybe it's not, the pipe's not supposed to be a hockey stick. It's supposed to sim- symbolize his foot, you know, being yeah, more no, sideways. I, I, and then also the way that he's holding the gun is sideways, just like his foot. <laughs> I was like, hoping I that um, Kaiser Soze was the girlfriend. What's her name? Ellie? L- Edie. Edie. The lawyer. I was, hoping yeah. that, I, hope, I was hoping that she was Kaiser Soze, but alas, she died. There was no point, though. N- at no point. Did I think that it could have possibly been Keaton, though? Like they they made that a well. He gets shot. They well, yeah, exactly. But it's a it's it's Verbal's recounting of the story, so maybe he got it wrong, right? And that was the whole thing at the end, where he's, well, the the beginning part isn't Verbal's recounting. The beginning part is actually yeah. what happened. And then when he's telling the story to the detective, then you get his fake story. Yeah. But we as viewers know from the beginning that somebody named Soze shot Keaton. See, so that's the funny thing, because I was watching it behind the scenes, and the guy who played Keaton, Gabriel... Oh, whoa, he has the same last name as the... What? Oh, no, no, never mind. Gabriel Byrne, the guy who played Keaton, he didn't know the whole time shooting the film that he wasn't Kaiser. He thought that he was Kaiser the whole time. (laughs) And then when the scene comes up and he gets shot or whatever, he was just like... Wait, this doesn't make any sense. How 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 am I sh- how am I shooting myself? And then Brian Singer had to like have this whole thing. It was just like you're not. Why did he think he was Kaiser the whole time? So the the behind the scenes thing that I watched is so weird. By the way, like everyone's just like kind of talking bad about each other the whole time. In a way, <laughs> I love that. It's the weirdest thing. But like, like as 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 if they didn't know that anyone else would be able to see this one day. <laughs> but. Brian straight up is just like, I just like appeased him, like no big deal, whatever. Like I just let him believe that he was Kaiser. It's like, it's you can interpret it that way. That's totally fine. Maybe everyone can interpret it different. But to me at the very end, it's like, no, there's no mistaking it. Verbal is Kaiser. Yeah. It's very clear that he's Kaiser Soze. <laughs> yeah. Like you get the sketch artist and everything. Yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah, Brian Singer brought that up too. He's just like, for me... 
verbal is definitely Kaiser. Did he just like not read the script? Keaton? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I Yeah, see, right? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. But no, yeah, there was pretty, pretty early on. I think you were like right away. But for me, I was like talking myself out of it. That's I've never been yeah. a good test taker. I talk myself out of that <laughs> right answer all the time. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think that there's too many tropes going on here right. for it, like, not. And I think, too, especially the fact that Kevin Spacey's the most famous person in this yeah. movie, that it's like, I mean, with hindsight, you're kind of like, oh, obviously it's him. You know, he's narrating the whole thing. Yeah. It would be really weird for anyone else to. And again, that to me is sort of like part of the narrative trope here of. It's supposed to be this big reveal, like, the guy who was narrating the whole thing, who has a physical disability, he's the real smart, super genius bad guy. And it's just like, okay, we get it. Like, I just was so narratively, it was so over the top for me. And it also also didn't make sense for Keaton to be Kaiser because, well, here's what I don't understand. The detective Kuyan, he's so, like... Oh no, Keaton's the worst. Keaton's killed so many people, this, that, blah, blah, blah. I don't Am I did I miss something? Like Keaton does not seem like a killer at all. Yeah, I this is the one of the problems I had with this movie was I maybe it's because I watched it on YouTube and I just <laughs> missed the first like five minutes of this movie. I don't think right. that's the case. Yeah. I feel like they throw you into this movie without any decent amount of exposition. Mm. And my problem was like, it starts off and I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know their backstories. And then they don't ever competently build on that. So then, yeah, you get this scene where the detective's like, he's this bloodthirsty killer who will do it. And you're like, what are you talking about? Everything we've seen of him is he just wants to start a business and he loves his girlfriend. Like, it just didn't there wasn't enough like character building for me to really be invested in a lot of the stuff that was said. And so I was kind of like at the, I watched this with my wife and she like stopped watching after the first like 10 minutes. I mean, she had other stuff to do, but she was like, I don't really know what's going on here. (laughs) I was like, to be fair, I don't really either. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, the movie is pretty, I think that's what made it a fun watch. Because it's pretty go, go, go. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, keep going. And it's fast, yeah. too. It's yeah. a, it's like an hour and 45 minutes, you know? Yeah, exactly. It definitely, it, I mean, it's it's a pretty fast watch. I also feel like the pacing was a little weird in this. Really? And then, yeah, just like, especially the exposition. I just feel like they didn't give us enough exposition to, like, build a solid foundation. Yeah, right. And then, again, maybe this is because I watched some, like, bootleg YouTube version. I don't know. But I felt like it... At the beginning, it wasn't very clear that it was jumping between time. Like it was kind of hard to oh, get. Right. A, it was kind of hard to get a grasp of like what was the future and what was the past. Like it took me probably like fifteen or so minutes to kind of get into the rhythm of like, oh, okay, now we're in the past. Now we're in the present or whatever. Also, by the way, that's another trope that I hate is when they start off a movie with like a really climactic scene and then it's like. Yeah. Six weeks earlier. And I'm like, okay, that's stupid. That's a shortcut. That's cheating. Sure. I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I'll forgive this movie for that because it's 1995 when that was probably really big. And like, oh, this is exciting. Like, oh, what are we about to see? Blah, blah, blah. It's lazy writing. It's lazy writing. It's like Even the only from 1995? Pet- yeah. It's the only like pet peeve I have when it really? comes to 
like creative writing really yeah i just hate when people use what should be the climax as their hook yeah because it's like you don't have anything more interesting to say like sure. that to me isn't yeah you know. i mean like for the movie for the type of movie it is like i'm fine with it because i know that it's it's not gonna be like a a like a it's not gonna be saving private ryan it's not gonna be like another 1990 film that's like really well done and well acted and well filmed, great score, blah blah blah. Like I know that it's not going to be that. It's because it, it's the the title credits, the music. I'm like, oh, it's definitely not going to be a great film. <laughs> yeah, but like it's it's just meant to be like a fun time. And so it's like, okay, I'm in it for that. Now I'm gonna try to figure out who Kaiser is. Oh shoot, they made it too obvious. Yeah, but also the 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 time jump thing you know the confusion with that i think part of the problem is like they establish a rule right from the beginning that every time they jump between times they're going to title it this is present day this is you know six weeks later or whatever it is or six weeks before or yeah yes it's six weeks earlier and then and then they just do away with it and i'm sure that was like oh we need like they'll figure it out now like they know that this is how it's gonna go but i was like looking for the the little title thing yeah and I didn't see it. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, it takes you a while to adjust. Yeah. And I mean, eventually you get there. You're like, okay, this is this is him telling yeah, the like story. Yeah, anytime Kevin Spacey's narrating, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, we're in the present now. Yeah, exactly. Or not but it takes a while. But yeah. it takes a while to get there when he's like answering yeah. questions or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. where the confusion is. So if I'm not mistaken, when I t- said last episode that we were going to watch it this episode, you seemed really excited. Had So you'd heard about The Usual Suspects before. You just... Didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it, but like I've heard over the years, plenty of people talking about the Usual Suspects and how great yeah, it too. is. Yeah, me too. Me too. And uh, and uh, it kind of disappointed, to be honest. I agree. <laughs> I was hoping to. I was hoping to have like that, just like nostalgic love for it immediately. Somehow, mm-hmm. you know, like I do with um, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> like I was kind of expecting it to just kind of feel like that. Like, oh, this is going to be a fun heist movie. Or yeah. not a heist movie, but you know what I mean? Like the same type yeah, of... Yeah, it's like a fun, quick, like murder mystery. You're like yeah. really invested in the characters and you love the like interactions between them and stuff. Yeah. But the music took me out of it. I love the music in Ocean's Eleven, you know? Like I love it. It's so good. And then this one, it's just like, oh, maybe if they had that type of music, it would have been more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would have liked it a lot more. But the music was trying to be serious, and it just wasn't that great for me. It was cheesy. Yeah, I could see um, that. And then also, yeah, the cuts, like the editing was just so weird. I wasn't, especially like the end when Kuyan is piecing everything together, and there's just like all this stuff being thrown at your face and all the different audio stuff. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then that part where it's like they're showing you sort of on screen and then you're hearing the lie that Kaiser Soze came up with, you know, it's like, oh, a guy named Redfoot. And then you see the at like yeah. picture of like the missing person in Redfoot. And then it was like he was a big fat guy. And then it zooms in on that lady. And I'm yeah. like, that's so rude. <laughs> right. And then what's the Kobayashi? That was like the name of the cup. Of the uh, mug. Of the yeah. mug. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like that idea. That was kind of fun. I'm like, oh, it's just all this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that concept has made its way into the ether of like murder mystery stuff of like, mm. oh, the bad guy used things in the room to like make up a story. And then you, right. the cop or whatever, find like realizes later, like that sort of yeah 
narrative or you know cinematic element i feel like has made it into a lot of murder mystery stuff which is cool but yeah like you said i think it's kind of a little underwhelming this movie yeah and i mean it goes fast that's the good thing is you're not like ugh, when is this going to be over because it's it's pretty fast paced there's not really a dull moment but i think that just the pacing in general is like a little weird to me yeah something that i wish like that they would have done just a little bit better is obviously making it not so obvious that verbal is Kaiser Soze yeah. because there is a moment when he's finally leaving the police station and he's picking up his um, lighter and cigarettes. That would have been like, if it wasn't so obvious up into that point, that would have been the moment that the audience would have been like, I was right. You know, yeah. like this, the lighter and the cigarettes, just like the beginning of the film is totally him. And then you see him walking and the limp changes or his leg, you know, changes to front facing. And then it's just like, oh, yes, I totally had it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That would have been so much cooler. But they've made it so, especially because verbal, I'm remembering now, like so many times throughout the film, it's like, I know Keaton's dead for a fact. I know he's dead. I'm like, because because you're the one that shot him. Because you shot him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think that the production team definitely was like, oh, it's going to be this huge shock that he's Kaiser Soze. But they, it reminds me of like little kids who like make a mess and they know that they're going to get in trouble. And so they like try to clean it up by like putting a rag over a mess. (laughs) That's the entire kitchen floor. You know, that's kind of the vibe I got here where they're like, oh, we're going to try to cover it up really well. And it's like, you did not do a good job. Yeah, and and it also would have been cooler though if they leaned more heavily into the other characters because like yeah, everyone else had something about them that would be an obvious like you know what I mean because like McManus is kind of a a crazy lunatic right like mm-hmm. kind yeah. of well his acting kind of sucked like at some points he was so level headed I'm like you're not you're not as crazy as I thought you were or whatever. Like there's only a couple of parts where he breaks, but for the most part, he's pretty level headed, but he's supposed to be like crazy. And obviously Kaiser is like super focused. Right. And then you also have like Hockney who's kind of shorter and a wider build. And it's just like, Oh, he can't possibly be Kaiser, but maybe that's what he, maybe he's wearing a fat suit. I don't know, but uh, you know what I mean? Or maybe he's wearing lifts. I don't know. But, and then you also have Fenster, where they go really, he goes really deep into his, just like, how do you even say it? Like, you can't understand what he's saying half of the time. Yeah, his, like, articulation. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's really bad at that. Like, he's just mumbling his words left and right. And so, it's like, oh, maybe, like, when is the big reveal that he can articulate his words just fine and all that stuff. And maybe he's Kaiser. Like, they had different directions that they totally could have gone with this. But they they just, yeah, it was so heavily focused on verbal that it made yeah. it impossible to think that anyone else, and obviously Fenster dies like halfway through the film, but or two-thirds of the way through the film. So he was already out, but you know what I mean? Like, Or was he? I was, there was part of me that was waiting, like, is he going to come back somehow? Like, if he yeah. does, it's that'll be ridiculous, because they buried That's him. That's a very Agatha Christie move. <laughs> they buried him, though. Like, why would he... <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah. No, I agree. I think that like, I, I think it sounds like we both agree on this. The concept of this is like really interesting and really good, but the actual carry through of it is just not 
that great. Like yeah. it could be this really cool idea of like you have a team of five criminals and they all could sort of be the bad guy that's hunting them down. But it just it leans so heavily into into Verbal's character that it yeah. just really is pretty obvious, I think, throughout. Yeah. I mean, I think somebody in Wiki, I was reading one of the um, Wikipedia reviews because they'll talk about the reviews of it. And someone was like, yeah, this was a good murder mystery, even though we all knew who it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. it's still it's still kind of like a fun watch, even though it's you fun. know who, who Kaiser Soze is. Yeah, it's it is fun. Did you have a favorite character character in particular? I really liked Artur. <laughs> what? The, Who's that? He's the witness on the boat that they're there to kill are you serious <laughs> he was just so i just related to him so much i would 100 percent be him like huddled in the corner freaking out <laughs> oh my God. i swear it wasn't me i didn't do it that's hilarious yeah he was he was so panicked wasn't he supposed no. to be like the leader of the argentinians or something like that <laughs> he seemed like such a loser. he just was like panicked though <laughs> yeah um no but out of the main cast i uh, McManus was kind of fun just because he was so weird, but I don't really feel like I had any. They, none of them were like my favorite characters. How about you? Yeah, I kind of liked Hockney actually. I liked, I liked him. He was, he was chill. He was cool. He had some funny lines in there. I think I wrote one of them. Yeah, he, <laughs> like you. That was kind of a funny moment when they're all in the jail cell, and. Like they're all talking and stuff, and you don't even know the verbal's in there for like most of it, and then all of a sudden verbal's there, and then uh, so, I don't know. There's a little exchange, and then verbal's like, "People say I talk too much," and then Hockney's like, "Yeah, I was just about to tell you to shut up." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's funny." So like Hockney has some funny lines in there that I I appreciated. So I don't know. I I kind of liked his character. Yeah, it gets a little hot sometimes, but for the most part, he's he's pretty fun to watch. No, that's true. Who is who is the least important character out of all of the main people? Um, probably Fenster. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't know what purpose he served. I feel like he was there just to have a dead body. That's so. That's the great he, part. He doesn't even make it to the heist. <laughs> no, in the uh, I mean, he had a couple of heists, but he didn't Not have the, the main, main heist. Though. I know ninety-one yeah. million dollars, even though there was no dope on the boat, but. In one of his interviews that I was watching with, um, what's his name, Benicio del Toro, he he made the realization. It's like he went up to Brian. It's like, so my like my purpose in this movie is to die, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, okay. I mean, that's cool because it lends more gravity to it. It's like, oh yeah, if we back out, we're just gonna die. So yeah, it sets the stakes, right? Yeah, exactly. Which you had such a problem with with Shawshank Redemption. Here you go. Big T, here are the stakes. You die. <laughs> okay, but it was like two-thirds <laughs> through the movie that you said. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the actual stakes get set when yeah. they talk to Kobayashi for the first time, right? Yeah. Of, you have to do this thing or else we'll kill you. Which is quite a quite a ways into the film. It is. Yeah, I'm telling you, the pacing of this movie is just kind of weird. That's a good point. You don't really know what you're aiming for until... I mean, obviously, there's... Maybe yeah, maybe that's what they were writing on the whole time. It's like it, it's not going to matter though because they're still trying to figure out who Kaiser is. So they're going to mm-hmm. be taking all of these moments and hopefully figure it out over time. Yeah, and you have this like weird character of the other sergeant who's the one investigating the burns, and then you have the other detective who's interviewing. Like it just seems really disjointed. It's just kind of weird to me. Yeah, they didn't do a good job setting that up because obviously it's just like two. Two separate detectives that are trying to achieve their own goals, and then they meet up at some yeah. point. 
but yeah, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. I I also think I think his name is Giancarlo, that actor. Yeah, I don't think he's a good actor, dude. So that's what I'm surprised about. Once I found out that he was in this movie, I was like, wow, yes, like he's so good. This is gonna really? be great. No, this movie he's terrible. He is not a good actor in this movie, but. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He plays like the main villain in that at some point. Mm-hmm. So good. One of the greatest actors of all time, for sure. See, I've seen him in a few other things. I've, he's in Kaleidoscope. He's in Once Upon a Time. And he's in this other show. I can't remember. It's about like electricity. The word loses like power or whatever. I don't know. I've never found him to be a very good actor. I've never found him to be a good one. I always feel like he's over delivering his lines. Interesting. I I'm, actually that's a good point because he plays a villain in um, the Mandalorian, and he's not he's not he doesn't do a great job in that either. I think there are some great actors who require great directors, and I think maybe he's just one of those actors. Yeah, maybe. I just feel like everything I've seen him in, it just feels like he's reading from a script every time I see him. Interesting. Yeah. No. Yeah. Breaking Bad. He's oh, he's brilliant. He's so good in that. I'll be the judge of that. Will you ever watch it, though? No. You're the worst. <laughs> also, Kobayashi is like, what? What? where do you think that name comes from? Isn't Kobayashi like a Japanese name? Yeah. Was there anything about that guy that seemed like he was Japanese in any way? Well, I think the whole thing is that he's not a real person. I know. Right? So, So that's what I'm saying. Before knowing that, I'm just like, wow, they did a, why didn't, well, they did a really bad job casting <laughs> because he does not look Japanese and his accent is terrible. Like, I don't know what they were thinking with this. And then you figure out that that was just the name of the cup or the brand of the cup or the mug. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, now I can forgive it. Because throughout the whole film, I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was my main thing was that I was like, this does not sound like a Japanese accent. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, I was I was a little annoyed by that until the very end. But it ended up working out okay, I guess. I, I mean, his character was actually interesting. I, there's something fascinating about those kind of henchmen that you don't know anything about. And they just kind of carry out whatever it is that they're supposed mm-hmm. to. And they're really powerful, obviously, because they know exactly what to say to talk them out of. Because like, he, you know, was about to be executed or whatever, and he was able to talk himself out. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not, that didn't really happen, right? But. Oh, do we? So that's another thing. Was everything that he recounted completely false or. I don't know. They didn't do a good job of explaining any of that. You don't care yeah, to the, find out. The actor, well, no, the actor who plays him is English. But he had like a Serbian, Hungarian yeah. accent. It was like Eastern European. Yeah. It was really odd. Yeah. I don't know what's real. I mean, we know Kobayashi isn't real. Maybe it was a fake name, but a real person because he does pick him up at he the end. He picks him up, yeah. But I don't think that that's the case. But then it's like, how did these five people end up doing this heist together? In my head, everything really did happen besides the final events on the boat. Like, I think they did pull a couple of, a few jobs on there. And I think that was, I think it's just the names. I think everyone's names besides the, the five, I think everyone else's names were made up because verbal does say quite often. It's like, I'm not a rat. And it's like, technically he's not because he's not using real names. Yeah. Redfoot, Kobayashi. 
Exactly. So yeah. I think all those things did happen because he because he says at the end, I think everything needed to happen with Keaton. Otherwise, it wouldn't be possible. I don't remember exactly why that was, but it, like Keaton had to be there for some reason. And so I think I think in order to get Keaton on board, he had to have like that slow roll out of jobs, you know, and then eventually get to the ninety one million dollar score that would put his restaurant business or whatever on the map. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Yeah. Wearing that big chef's hat. So I, I think everything did happen. Just not the real names. That would make sense. I just don't know how Keaton knew about Verbal. Because Keaton identifies who Verbal is in the jail cell. He knows this that that's Verbal Kit. You know? Like, he identifies him. No one else knows who he is. But he knows. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just did some odd jobs together or something. I guess. Yeah, maybe that was a huge, long, long con by Verbal. Um, something interesting about that I also saw in the behind the scenes was um, Kaiser Soze was actually supposed to be like Kaiser Sume. And uh, that was like, that was just like one of Brian Singer's friends, like lawyers, apparently was Kaiser Sume. And so they're like, oh, let's put his name in here. And then he was like, well, before you put my name in here, though, can can I read the script? And then once he read the scene where Kaiser shoots his entire family <laughs> and whatever, he's like, maybe I don't want my last name to be, <laughs> you know, associated with this because it might hurt my business, blah, blah, blah. So they changed he's like, it. To, I really did shoot my family. This is too close I, to but the But this truth. is, yeah, I don't want people finding out through this. <laughs> my family drama. did die. <laughs> yeah. So they changed it to Soze, but apparently like they looked up, like, I guess Kaiser, Right, yeah, that's like a German type of thing. And then they also, they I think it's Turkish or something, the Soze part, which Soze translated into English is like one who talks too much. Interesting. And so that's like a clever little, you know, subtle detail that verbal talks too much, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's anyway. cool. So that's kind of cool. That's like the coolest part of this whole film, probably. Yeah, I like those little like <laughs> Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have really much else to say about this film. <laughs> um, what do you have to say? I think that the other, you kind of talked about Soze being sort of a clue. I think that the cigarettes are also a clue, right? Because he asks for a cigarette in them. You have, yeah, verbal asks for a cigarette. And there's a few other scenes where he's like smoking too mm. so i think and so i think that that's supposed to be a little bit of a clue and i like those kind of easter eggs where it's not over yeah. the top but it's small little things it's like you don't need to beat me over the head with like a big sign that says verbal's not kaiser soze because then i'm like well verbal's kaiser soze yeah you know yeah, yeah right <laughs> what i thought yeah i just i mean this movie was kind of like a fun watch but there were some parts of it that were just not very realistic my, my favorite one was when they're like at the boat and they're set up for the assassination attempt or whatever. And McManus yeah. is on the roof <laughs> yeah, and he's supposed to be like this hidden, hidden sniper or whatever. And then it does that wide shot and he's so visible. So obvious, dude. <laughs> Just this guy standing on a roof, like, <laughs> like, and it, he's visible from like 80% of the, the dock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also, Something so like terrible in the editing, or maybe they didn't even shoot it 
but I would assume that they maybe this maybe the person's acting was really bad. But there's the dude at the bottom who's like looking all around, right? Yeah. When Keaton shows up, and I I don't understand why they didn't have a shot of him noticing finally that McManus is up there, and then it explodes, right? Like that's yeah. that's what I assumed would have happened, but that didn't even you don't get, even get that yeah, shot. It's like you, whoever set the scene up had no understanding of what was going on like not only is he just wide out in the open underneath a street lamp pretty yeah. much but his i don't know if you notice this there's a part when he folds out the little legs for his gun to be more stable yeah. and it gets like stuck kind of oh i didn't and it notice. just it looks like really plasticky it's like not <laughs> an actual like yeah. well-made gun you're like this looks like a movie prop that yeah it just looks like a little like toy gun that I could pick up from a store for like a little kid's costume or whatever. Right. It just did not look like a very high quality prop. And then when he's up there, he's so loud. Yeah. He's not like whispering at all. He, and he, I'm like, you're like 30 feet away from yeah. these people in an open area. Yeah. Like they would easily hear you, but he's so loud. <laughs> it's like his scope on his gun is like a Fisher Price scope or something. <laughs> <laughs> he has to be that close. Also, he's he's really like it's set up to be like it's like long distance shot, but he's like fifty feet away from these yeah, people like that. Yeah. Like you don't need this high power scope to do this. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, he just went and like bought it from Walmart to like make himself feel cool. <laughs> like that that part of that whole scene, the the final job. Just on the dock and everything, maybe not necessarily the stuff that plays takes place in the boat, or maybe even that too. It really felt like a bunch of high schoolers trying to make an action film. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, El Duco, <laughs> brother, <laughs> keep bringing that up. El Duco Two is coming soon. No, this was this was El Duco Two. It's oh shoot, you're right. Actually, that does take place like that does have to do with drugs. No, this was El Duco One. You're making El Duco Two. You just didn't even know it. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know. It was they did their best. I mean, <sighs> they spent all their money on getting Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I guess so. I wonder how much he five million of that six million was just his <laughs> his his money his it's payment. Like, we need a sniper. Uh, my kid has one that he plays <laughs> yeah. with. <laughs> I think I have something in the back of my car. Or my kid yeah. left in there, dropped off at school. <laughs> yeah, let's just spray paint it black and it should work out just fine. Yeah. You know, one scene that I did like was, and it was kind of cheesy, but it was sort of kind of fun too, was when Kobayashi gets in the elevator with those bodyguards. Oh, yeah. And then you have like a flash of light and then one of them is down and then another flash because of the gunshots. And then it's really, I feel like the blood in this is like, Right. way over the top or yeah. not nearly realistic enough but then the lights come back on and the guards are gone and there's two big like blood spots on the yeah. back wall that was kind of fun <laughs> not too bad yeah not realistic at all but it was a fun little narrative device although they don't show them at all like taking the bodies out or cleaning up the blood so i i like to think that like when they were having their whole meeting the <laughs> elevator just goes back down and <laughs> Everyone's just like, what is going on with this man? Yeah. Also, in that same scene, when Kobayashi is going back into that meeting with Edie, right? Which is really coincidental. But, um, well, no, I guess they planned that. But if it even happened, 
Keaton, yeah, if it even happened, Keaton's just in sight the whole time, just in plain view, and <laughs> Edie could have seen him at any moment. <laughs> yeah. Really that's odd. What, that's what I thought was going to happen, was he was going to turn around the corner, see her, and then, like, duck back, because yeah. he was so in the open, but... It never happens, yeah. Yeah, with my tension span or whatever, I would have noticed the smallest like movement, movement over in, your in my yeah, and then I would have looked over and be like, "Whoa, my lover! What the heck? <laughs> he left without a note, and now he's here. That's what happened?" Funny. Another thing that I thought was, I'm we're sort of ragging on it at this point, but <laughs> one part that I thought was so funny that kind of reminded me. Of like a scene from like Airplane, the movie, was when there's that burn victim, the Hungarian burn victim in the ER, and then all those police officers come in and the doctor's like, this is way too many people. And the detective's like, no, 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 we need this. And then it's like, you have this Hungarian burn victim, and then he's talking to a Hungarian translator who's then translating it into English. And then and then at the yeah. very end, you have the sketch artist yeah. and the detective's like, to the translator, tell her what he's telling you. And I'm like, this is the most absurd game of telephone. Like, uh, yeah, it's like a translator to the sketch artist. And it's just, it's so absurd. <laughs> and there's like 50 people in the room. And the... Whatever that, like the the one detective's like boss is in there, and he just has zero patience, like zero patience. He lasts like five yeah. seconds. He's like, "No, oh, I'm out of here." Even though yeah, I like, just drove all the way over here, I'm willing right, to give you no right. patience for this. Yeah. I just drove 45 minutes in traffic, yeah. and I'm gonna contribute zero <laughs> seconds to this. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand what was wrong with that guy. But oh, look. This is a movie, and there's been a few movies that we've covered where I'm I've really started like debating: should I change the intro? Because <laughs> sometimes it's not really that masterful of a film. This is hey, the production of this is not great, but it's masterful in the sense that it has, for better or for worse, it's made itself into it's made its way into pop culture. That's true. References in pop culture. I mean, Kaiser Soze is very much like a pop culture reference. You'd heard about this movie, even though you didn't really know anything about it. True. Like, it's definitely a movie that's in the ether and that is people know about. I mean, it's not great production-wise, but um, a film can be masterful in many different ways, you know? I could change it to influential. No, it's that's boring. <laughs> okay. I They're mean... just mediocre people who try, who try their best to discuss master. <laughs> Yeah, it's not always a hit. Here's the thing. And it's funny because there's just a few films that we've covered that I just... I I think I've chosen like all of them. Well, no, 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 that I go back to that's like... Well, I feel like anytime I choose a film, like I usually choose a safe bet. Like something that I, I truly, truly love already or something that has gotten high praise. And you're over here like, look... I've heard about this, and people always talk about this. It's time yeah. to watch it, right? Yeah. And so, like, that's... And I don't have the attention span to watch something twice. But, <laughs> right. But a lot of the times, like, I'm covering films that I've already loved, or, or and then I know that I'm probably going to love, but mm-hmm. there's been a few films that you brought to the table that it's just like, oh, wow, like... I'm so happy that he brought this to the table because I would have never thought about watching this film or I wasn't really thinking that I would ever get to this film. Like Pan's Labyrinth. I love that movie now. Like I love that movie. I'm so happy that I own it now. Uh, I can't, I'm blanking on a bunch of stuff right now, but it's just like, 
it's cool, you know, and, and ready yeah. or not. Right. So yeah, that's, that was the original thing that, um, like ready or not perfect seven out of 10. This one's a great seven out of 10, even though they tried probably making, you know, like an eight, eight and a half out of 10, but it ends up being like kind of in the same, kind of in the same vein where it's like, yeah, this is a fun watch though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially growing up, like if this movie, if I had watched this movie and this movie it would have like, you know, popped up on TV every once in a while, I'll probably keep it on, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll keep watching this. No problem. I wonder too, I mean, this movie's almost 30 years old. I wonder at the time that it came out, if it was really, because there's a lot of tropey stuff in this, but part of me is like, I wonder if this set the precedent for a lot of these tropes. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because um, they have to start somewhere and 30 years for like cinema isn't, I mean, that's kind of a long time, not a ton, but I definitely think like obviously watching it 30 years in the future, we have a different perspective and a different lens to bring to it. But from my understanding, what I've heard of this movie is like when it first came out, it was like a really big deal. Like it it really people, it was the talk of the town, you know, it was the avatar. Yeah, Yeah, sure. No, yeah, people are super into this movie. And I just think that like in 30 years, we've had a lot better stuff come out. And yeah. things that were really sort of cutting edge just haven't aged very well in the term in terms of storytelling. But see, that's that's what I'm thinking. Like, I wonder if this, I don't know. There's something like in my life. Like, there's been jobs that I've done, where, like uh, like changing tires on semi trucks, where I didn't have common sense for it. You know what I mean? Like, there was just certain things that I didn't have the common sense about to know that, like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't do it this way because then it'll lead to this and that'll be a huge fiasco. And um, and then after gaining more experience, it's like, oh, yeah, I know not to do that. I have the common sense for it now, right? And so it kind of goes into the whole, like, say, setting the precedent for movies to come and reminded me of North by Northwest where it's like, that movie's not that great. But mm-hmm. for the time, I'm sure people were like, whoa, like... Oh, look at all these twists and turns. This is crazy. I would have never guessed. And maybe yeah. even in 1995, this mo- maybe it wasn't obvious that Verbal was Kaiser. Maybe they were like, whoa, this is no way. You know, maybe they were like barely there and they were still wondering like who it could have been. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe it was like a huge twist that Verbal was going to end up being Kaiser, except for like the few Turkish people that are like, no, Soze means. <laughs> talks too much (laughs) yeah maybe the uh tagline for this one can be masterful film watchers discuss a mediocre film because we knew who it was right away right look at us go we're so we're masterful do you have oh actually i did want to say something you know at the very beginning with the lineup when everyone's laughing do you know the little Mm. trivia behind it Mm -mm. so everyone starts laughing and originally if I hadn't known this, I would have guessed that it was just because of the way that McManus read the line, you know, because he just got so weird and crazy and they all break broke character. But apparently in like a few takes in a row, Benicio Del Toro, uh, Fenster, when he goes up to read his line, he would fart like right before. <laughs> and so everyone just totally broke because he just kept doing it over and over again, which is pretty funny. That's um, funny. Yeah. And, and apparently... According to the thing that I watched, Brian Singer was so, he got really upset with them because this was like a whole day wasted because they could not get through this. They took so (laughs) many takes and by the end, like he's just like, screw it and used one of the takes that they laughed in because they weren't supposed to. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. 
That makes sense, though, because it didn't really seem like it was... Well, no, it actually plays pretty well in the movie. Like, they kind of... It's their bonding moment, you know? It does work. Yeah. And then... And then... I'm, I'm telling you, you should, well, maybe, maybe you're not interested, but like this behind the scenes thing is actually pretty funny because <laughs> they like didn't know that they were recording. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know because everyone, they're talking about just, the, like, talking shit about everybody. Well, they were, they were talking about like the, just like the production in general, just like, man, it just seemed like it was shoestring. Like we were trying to piece things together the whole time. I only had mm-hmm. like the guy who played Keaton. It's like, I don't want to do the film. Like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's just like. But but he was just like, if we could do it in five weeks and like start this day or something like that, then I'll do it, I guess. And then they did en- it in five weeks. They, yeah, they shot this in five. That weeks. That explains a lot. Yeah, exactly. Right. But um, it felt kind of rushed. Yeah, I mean, everyone when they were talking about how they like got signed on to the film, they all were like really. W- like, I don't know, like this Brian Singer guy, he's new to the table. The script is good, but who knows? Like, this could end up being yeah. a huge flop. Like, no one was convinced that it was going to be a good movie. And obviously, it, it it did well for the time. Yeah. But also, the guy who played Hockney, apparently he did not like the guy who played McManus, Stephen Baldwin. Interesting. And he talked crap about him during the press tour, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Because the behind the scenes that I watched, I think it was a few years later. For some reason, they shot this whole thing later, and we're talking about the film when it had already come out for quite a while. And Stephen Baldwin was just like, yeah, I heard that he didn't like... And Stephen Baldwin, I mean, honestly, he kind of seems like a douchebag. I don't... In the interviews, like, he seemed... He's just, like, talking about how Kevin Pollack, that's the guy who played Hockney, is like, he needs to... You know, sometimes art imitates life or whatever the saying is. Mm-hmm. And obviously... McManus, you know, lays in and always gets the upper hand on Hockney. So um, Kevin Pollock's kind of an idiot because he should know now that he's going to get steamrolled. You know, it's just like, what was the Pollock heck did- in the behind the scenes? Was he there for it? I mean, they weren't all together, but they all shot their own little interviews. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, that's so funny that they were just like talking shit about each other. <laughs> it's strange. It was the weirdest behind the scenes that I've ever seen. <laughs> but it was interesting, though. Anyway, do you have any more notes? I don't have any more notes. All right, let's let's wrap this up then. <laughs> so that I don't have to edit as much. <laughs> Wait, I do have I, ha- I have a little game for you. What? I have a game yeah, for you though. <laughs> yeah, I know. You always come up with the fun games. So okay. We can each play the other person's game, but awesome. I do have a little game for you. I don't want to write a new song for it though. <laughs> oh, you have to. Oh, boo. All right, what is it? Oh, you want me to go first? Oh, no, I could go first if you want. It doesn't matter to me. I just want you to be happy, Big T. I'll go first because mine's not very good game, but I tried (laughs) to just be cute and make a fun game for you. Okay, thank you. (laughs) This game is called, and you can have whatever theme music you feel fits best. It's called Hollywood You Rather. Hollywood You Rather. Oh, wait, so it's basically Layers of Favorites. <laughs> it is basically Layers okay, of Favorites. all right. But here's the difference. What? There's not as many questions. Okay. And I'm giving you two situations that are very similar, but one is from the movie we watched, and oh. one is from a different movie. And you have to choose which one you would rather have and why. Another movie we've watched? No, just another random <laughs> movie. And you can have bonus points if you guess what movie it is. Oh, but I have three. I have three situations for you. Oh, okay. So you're not going to tell me what movie? No, nope, I'm just going to. Okay, 
outline you'll yeah you'll get the okay. gist of it but okay and i'm not gonna do this every week i just was bored at work and oh, no, okay just cool. I, didn't, I didn't do this during work Ugh. i did this during <laughs> off hours what yeah. are you talking about i'm a dedicated employee <laughs> okay holly would you rather okay cue cue intro music holly would you rather <laughs> would you rather Get tricked into killing a key witness who could identify the person who was threatening you. Okay. Or be forced to take on an evil sorceress or have a bomb implanted in your neck detonated. <laughs> is that Suicide Squad? That is Suicide Squad. <laughs> Which one would you rather have and why? In this 500-word essay, you will... Uh, it seems easier to just kill the person <laughs> instead of the sorceress. Even though they could have saved you, you have to kill the one person that could save you from being hunted down by Kaiser Soze. Mm, that's true. You you end up dying by the end of that one. Oh. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we'll go with the sorceress because the events leading up to it will probably be far more interesting. That's true. You'll, you'll See get some monsters to- around town. Exactly. That would be that would be crazy. Yeah. It's just terrifying though because you'll either die from the sorceress or if you back out of the project, you you explode. <laughs> Your bomb detonated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, the enchantress has one of the best transition into the supervillain scene like scenes ever. You know what I'm talking about? I haven't. I only watched the movie once and I hated it. It's so like I don't remember the transition scenes. It's like. I think her name is June Moon or something mm. or Jane Moon or whatever yeah. is like the person, her hand, you should look it up. It's really cool, but it's yeah. like her hand. And then the sort the enchantress's hand comes underneath and like flips over oh. and then she transforms. It's really well done. I vaguely I saw, remember that. Yeah. I saw a TikTok video of like cool superhero or supervillain transitions. Yeah. And that was like by far the best one. Nice. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, we have two more for you. Oh, really? Holly, would you rather kill, kill your entire family to keep control of your drug ring or shoot your loved ones to keep them from being eaten by monsters, but then you're saved right after you kill them? I'm trying to think of what that is. <laughs> what? Kill your family to save them their from being ones. eaten by their loved ones to save them from being eaten by monsters? Mm-hmm. That's but then you're saved right after you kill them. That's not a quiet place. No. It's a Stephen King movie. Well, book. Oh, man. I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what that is. Well, which one would you rather choose? <sighs> I got so focused on that, I need a reminder on what the first one was. Oh, no, no, I know what it is. Okay, that's right. The stuff that Kaiser does. Um, probably the monster one because... I feel like the first one's just mess. It's extra messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty messed like up. Like one's messed up, but it's like for a good reason. Uh, but you, <laughs> like ish. Sorry, it's not for a good reason. It's for a better reason yeah, than just trying to keep saying. your drug empire or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's from The Mist. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, he like they're trying to drive away out of The Mist. Their car dies, and they only have like four bullets left, and it's like, they think that the only options are to get eaten by monsters or like shoot themselves. So he kills everyone. And then like five seconds later, the army saves them. Oh, that's so messed up. Yeah. That one would be hard to live with. That would be hard to live with. Here's, here's the funny thing about your game is you totally just spoiled the movie, the best. (laughs) (laughs) 
okay, but also the mist is like 30 years old. That's true. That's if true. If you haven't, like, it's, I don't feel like it's a spoiler. That's true. All right, all right, all right. But, and this one's more, this is actually a more general one. It's not from any specific oh. movie. Holly, yeah. would you rather get hunted down by a mysterious criminal mastermind or be haunted by a demon or ghost? Ooh, does the haunting, like, lead to death in any way, or is it just you're terrified? The ghost is trying to kill you. The demon is trying to kill you. I feel like I would be able to sleep better if it's just a person hunting me. You know what I mean? Me too. Me yeah. too. It's still kind of scary because, yeah. like, who can you trust as a person? True. But I don't want anybody crawling out of my TV. Exactly. Like, that's way more terrifying. Like, I would be extra haunted. But Like, if I yeah. came out of that alive, like, I would be really... I would be haunted mentally for the rest of my life. It's true. Well, there you go. There's Hollywood You Rather. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now we know that Austin would kill his family. I would kill... Oh, I would, In either of scenario, I would have had to... <laughs> screw you, man. <laughs> hey, but at least in one scenario, you're the drug lord. The I, other one, you're just a sad dad. Just a sad... Oh... That that that's a messed up concept. I like that though. Cool. Well, thank you for the game. It was fun. <laughs> You're welcome. I like I like the added like oh what's this from? I like that. Yeah yeah yeah. Bonus. It's kind of fun, right? That's cool. But I know you're probably not going to do it next time. But that's okay. Maybe I will. We'll okay. See. You know what we should do? If you do, we should do it at the beginning of the movie or at the beginning of the episode. Like we should make one of the segments at the beginning and one of them at the end. I think that cool. would be fun. Anyway, maybe yeah. Just let me know if you end up doing it, and we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay, you have to make a theme. If you make a theme song for it, I'll do it again. <sighs> okay. <laughs> well, it was three. It'll just be three notes this time there you go. instead of ten. And you got to make it like Hollywood, like all razzle dazzle. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. I got an idea, but <laughs> it's, there you go. It might be more genius, than genius. Genius is struck. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well. Thank you so much. Holly, would you rather? Great, great new game. And now we're going to get into <laughs> another game. <laughs> uh, a segment that we have on here. Layers of Favorites. Uh, basically another, like, would you rather this or that uh, thing. But more rapid fire. Ten total for Big T to answer. All relating to this movie. The Usual Suspects. Big T, are you ready? Born ready. Number one, Kaiser Soze or verbal, as far as personalities go. Verbal. Okay. Two, stay with your failed restaurant business and and Edie or go for the first job. Yeah, stay with my failed restaurant business. <laughs> All right. Three, stop after one job or go for the 91 million. Stop after one. Really? I'm not a risk taker. All right. All right. Four, kill the last man or kill your entire family. <laughs> Kill the last man? Yeah, because well, there's one guy that he could have just killed and then oh, taken gotcha. his family back. <laughs> yeah, I'd kill that guy. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, that was so odd to me. I don't, who knows <laughs> if that actually happened, but... It's like so it's, dramatic. It's so yeah. ridiculous. Um, five, fart or hold it in? Hold it in. <laughs> Six, Edie or Kobayashi? They're both lawyers. Edie. Interesting. I support women in, in this household. Okay, but I feel like you think Kobayashi's a better character, though, don't you? 
better character like more interesting maybe i mean obviously we know we, more we know more about him i mean yeah. Edie got she was all feisty and fiery when she got them out of that's true when she got keaton and she was like they're gonna see a grand jury by monday i'm like oh yeah you get it yeah i support that such a short span of time we spend with her seven gold lighter or matchbook gold lighter eight hungarians or argentinians <laughs> Argentinians. All right. Nine, emeralds or cash? Ooh, cash. Let Verbal sit out the job or keep him as, as backup? Keep him as, what do you mean keep him as backup? Because originally he was supposed to be backup to like, you know, in case, in case, you know, crap hit the fan, he's supposed to shoot people, I think. Oh, let him be there. Let him sit let out? Let him be backup. No. Oh, let him be have backup? Him, have him be part of it. Yeah. All right. All right cool. I could have done a better job finding questions, I think. <laughs> No, they were good. They were okay. Well, that's that. I think this is like the first time we will finish an episode that's shorter than the actual movie. We'll see. Got 15 minutes. Yeah, that's true. No, yeah, most likely. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much for listening to the episode. That was The Usual Suspects. Of course, if if you listen to the entire show without watching the movie, I don't know why you're doing that. You should go watch the movie, maybe. Actually, that's right. I don't know. Maybe you can't. Maybe maybe you don't want to because of Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer, but valid. It is. I mean, if 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 you're okay with that, I guess <laughs> it's it's a fun watch. It's a fun one time watch. So there's that. Are you ready to figure out what the next movie is? I am. I'm actually really excited about this one because the last animated film we covered was the Iron Giant. This one is quite highly rated. People love it by a pretty famous studio called studio ghibli or ghibli i don't know i i've never really watched one of their films all the way through but they've done a lot there's Howl's movie castle there's ponyo there's a video game that came out called something that i can't remember right now but people loved it we're gonna be covering however spirited away yay have you seen it that's like um i saw this in bits and pieces growing up and the monster in it freaked me out oh yeah but I love the artwork. Yeah. Of, and I love all the food eating sequences. Are there a lot of those? In all of the Studio Ghibli movies, they just have really appetizing looking food sequences. So I'm excited. <laughs> okay. I'm excited to watch this. Cool. Me too. Because I've never, yeah, I've never watched this movie. Came out 2001, written and directed by, oh man, Hay- Hayao Miyazaki. I'm pretty sure I said Miyazaki, right? Uh, PG, and it is streaming on HBO Max. For once, yeah. I have chosen something that's streaming somewhere. <laughs> so, way to go. Yeah. It just took some time. Whatever. Anyway, cool. So, yeah, get ready for that. That episode will be coming out March 6th. So, watch it. Subscribe to HBO Max for one month if you don't have it already. And watch it for 20. Actually, no, at that point, I'm pretty sure they raised their prices. Maybe at that point it would be cheaper to just buy it. I don't know. <laughs> or oh, rent boy. it. It would definitely be cheaper to rent it. <sighs> Hit up Austin and he'll give you his password. Nope. <laughs> Sneaky cheese one, two, three. Look it up. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Uh, of course, if you guys want to support the show, you can uh, rate and review it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast, if that is a thing that you could do. It helps with discoverability and all that nonsense. If you want to write into the show at layersoffilmpod at gmail.com. If you want to discuss anything, if you want to be a part of it. Um, and then we're on social media at layersoffilmpod. All that jazz. 
Big T, you have anything else to say? Nope. My shoulder hurts. Anyway. I'm sorry. We appreciate you. We love you. Have a great month, and we will see you March 6th. Bye. Thank you.